0: Hey, it's Chris. I just wanted to update this episode real quick before it starts. The Soundmind Creative Group has made a couple changes from when we first first recorded this interview. The world premiere that we talk about in Orlando is now going to be held on April 19th and the online sneak peek preview is now going to be held on March 9th. So, please disregard the dates that are mentioned in there. Thanks so much and hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome to the Chris Spangle Show. Thank you so much for joining me here on the program. We have another great episode today. We're talking to our friend Hawk Jensen of the Sound Mind Creative Group. Uh, They're working on a documentary about the COVID era. We'll talk a little bit about that and then also a year on from our last conversation. You're telling me off-air, Hawk. First, tell me the name of the documentary and... Refresh our listeners if they didn't hear you the first time. What is the Sound Mind Creative Group working on? Sure, um, the Sound Mind Creative Group is a group
1: of film workers, you know, industry film work- workers, uh, Hollywood grade, who came together, formed an anonymous group for the sole purpose of producing the Follow the Science docu series, which is a five episode, one hour per episode series that we're producing and we're about to release the pilot episode, which we've been working on basically for the last two years. And it's called follow the science lockdowns go viral. And it really focuses on that first initial onset of when the virus joined our everyday world and it became something we had to deal with. And it basically covers from January 2020 to about October 2020. So I, I as a filmmaker and my colleagues, have been living in 2020. I am in a time warp, uh, <laughs> realizing that this project needed to be made so that right about now, when everyone's thinking, wait, what just happened? We have a documentary that is that ret- uh, goes back and looks at what went wrong, what went, what went right, and and what the heck just did we all go through?
0: Yeah, I think uh I thought a lot about it from March 2020 to Jan- July 4th, 2020. And then mm. I stopped thinking about it. <laughs> like, and I, I think remember. a lot of people are in that position where, especially if you're in a red state, our mutual friend Brian Nichols, the Brian Nichols show, moved to Indiana because we got tired of him complaining about Philadelphia and we're like, dude, it's so different here. And I remember Rimzo coming to Indiana, Indiana and going wait a minute, you can shop? And that was 2021. So yeah, I think a lot of us forget uh, those beginning months and kind of how that felt. So take us back a little bit and remind us. I was reminded driving by a park the other day thinking, oh yeah, Greenwood uh, wrapped that park in orange fencing so you couldn't play in a park. Sure, you yeah. Couldn't run All on those
1: beach. street moments, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, it, I asked, I mean, I probably interviewed about 50 people in the course of this. And one of the things I asked everybody was like, do you remember when you first heard of COVID or or really, would you remember when it was COVID was something you have to take seriously and was going to change your life? And I mean, that, and that in the, in the movie parlance, I mean, we, well, the ordinary world, I mean, we were all characters in this giant play and the worldwide play that we all had to participate in. And I mean, as I, I one of the things I say often is that everyone you've ever met and everywhere we've ever gone also had to deal with this, these lockdowns that were justified in the form of the pandemic. I mean, there was the virus and there was things to be dealt with, but there was this sort of huge overreaching uh, response that seemed somewhat out of... Uh,
0: like the. I saw the clip <laughs> of the guy, running, right the guy spot, running on yeah. the beach and him getting arrested for running on the beach. Yeah, yeah. I, I think... That that was the hard part because I think a little bit of what's happened over time. People who don't who are in the um, non amnesty no forgiveness about anything that happened crowd mm. sort of bring up the worst moments and rightly so. There's a lot that sure. was unforgivable and sure, um, but like what what do you you know that period in the you see Milan and you see China initially mm. and you sort of go. All right, like, like in the in the time span that you're covering, mm-hmm. where was the point? I don't know if you have a point in this documentary. Um, I know last time we talked, you were kind of like, I always thought that this was kind of overreach, but like, is there a point where everybody kind of realized, all right, this is not going to be the Spanish flu, <laughs> right? And maybe we ought to eat. We're, we're. What was the crux? I don't know if my question is coming through. Like, um. Well, you know, there's a bit. You know, it's interesting because you talk to people, and a big part of what we do in the series is we actually, you
1: know, we have many uh, storylines. So we have scientific pundits. We and um, you know, we have Dr. Jay Bhattacharya is sort of our, our hero science pundit. Um, and we have Clifton Duncan, who is, our, he, he's he's our, our host, and he walks us through the whole process as sort of our official sort of hero that we learn with and go on the journey with, and and but in the course of talking to people, I mean, there were th- there were themes that came back, and there were a lot of people who you know just sort of independent thinkers. I mean, we don't even have to make it a partisan thing, but but they would just say like, okay, this, we're doing our part, and this is what we need to do, and and I want like one particular one, and there were several of these, but I'll just. Uh, there was that there was those. Uh, a little bit of uh, BLM riots that occurred and the entirety of the news media said, you know what? And even and even the health policy was like, you know what? Some things are just too important. And in this case, we don't have to worry about the virus. And there were a lot of people, regardless of the issue, how they felt about what that particular uh, civil strife was about, were like, that does not make any sense. And called BS in turn. That that in, was the BS. huge moment yeah.
0: for me personally. Like, Big one, yeah, yeah. Because was... in the beginning, I'm like, ah, man, I don't know. I just want to sit and watch. And then you kind of go, all right, well, my mom's in the ICU working with patients, and they're all old and heavy. Mm. And then we got to the to the riot in the summer, and it was like, you really have to go out and be around people to riot for this. And that's when I went, okay, all right, sure. <laughs> yeah. This is everything after this is BS. Yeah, there's
1: been. I mean, we I mean, we obviously roll. I mean, I caucus. The, the libertarians and the freedom movement have been an activist in that scene for more, more than a decade. And, you know, and I've always appreciated how far we've come in the media and like the support. And, and it's really quite incredible. In fact, that, you know, we've we got a lot of support from your viewers on, on, on the production and it's been great. But I mean, the thing about this whole, this event being a, a true worldwide event that everyone experienced, that people outside of our influence entirely different parts of the world, culture, nations. There are a lot of people. There's, It's like a grand awakening of a new kind of an individual because of the absurdity of it all. They can mm-hmm. just see, like, this doesn't make any sense. This doesn't make any sense. And it does not... It does not um, – one does not follow the other, and that questioning is the clicking of of critical thinking awakening that has been otherwise subdued by poor education. <laughs> I, I don't know
0: that I've seen an event in my lifetime where I've watched liberal friends who are really scared in the beginning who – or or people who are just kind of high school friends, I guess, who mm. aren't, aren't – weren't political, who are now on fire anti-statists. Like, they don't really oh. know where to go, and they don't really trust anybody Right. But yeah, the yeah. pandemic and the lockdown specifically. Right. Uh, yeah. You know, I just reached
1: in and it's just like, whoa, you, you think you have agency of your own life? Oh, think again. I mean, <laughs> right. which, which they should and they do. And it's all just fluff and mirrors. And if you stand up to it, we still have our agency. But it's like but everything's been designed to separate us from
0: it. Do you have somebody in the documentary like that that kind of was like maybe apolitical and kind of freaked out? And then all of a sudden, like now they're like. Nah, I'm a libertarian now. like is there <laughs> well, you have a kind of well, that we have, like we have change. what we call the
1: epiphany there's an epiphany storyline i mean one of the hardest things you can do to ask anyone to do is to change their mind you know and and it's difficult and it's 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 uh so we have a there's a woman um uh she's a child psychologist and she was very much you know like like an essential worker and this is what we got to do and she was in Maryland we have strict rules and she's like yeah if we, we we're going to follow the rules and we're going to be okay and these other people they're playing with fire and there's going to be bodies in the street like Bodies in the street, and she was, you know, a uh, COVID mask and for or forcer. And hey, buddy, wear your mask. And then, but she had a child, and they were holding on, and so a single mom, and like holding on to, like, you know, all right, we'll, we'll get her back to school and then it'll be okay, and all these things. And she's watching her own child's spirit start getting, starting to get crushed, and those around her. And then they kept delaying school and wearing masks and seeing the depression set in. And then she works with kids and were you know, suicidal ideation and kids actually committing suicide and, and drug addiction, everything going through the roof. And she's supposed to help these children through this zoom call thing. And, uh, and, and it was just outrageous. And so she saw, and she, she talks about how she's like, yeah, I could see that it wasn't working, but my, my programming to like enforce it was so strong that they were at odds. And she had to like, you know, feel that, conflict and then eventually broke out on the other side like wait a minute (laughs) what's happened and so like to your point earlier like we do have to hold space for people i mean i think on the original uh, we talked about saving face we got to get we have to have people who are willing to actually you know people got duped and we have to give a lot of um we have to give them some space and 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 we want to win people back over to our side of rational thinking, I guess, I don't know, just assessing what happened. Now, there are those who doubled down and are still doubling down. And I think there's going to, there's going to be some sort of reckoning for, for this outrageousness. I think the effects of the lockdowns were hugely detrimental to society and and medical negligence across the board for every condition, not COVID. And, and, and those things are apparent now are going to seem to be getting worse. And, uh, and we're, there's going to be a, there's got to be the discussion, and this series was designed to go back and have the conversation that we should have had at the time, um, and <clears throat> and do so in a way that brings in the objective, brings in the subjective. I mean. I had an instinct that everything wasn't what it seemed to be from the get go. I was approached by other filmmakers and artists that something's not what it seems to be, and we need to do something about it. And we've been working on this the whole time. Expecting about when we're done is about when a larger culture will be ready to hear it. Because when we started it, we had to do it. We were anonymous because we had to be careful that we didn't cancel or or, or have our livelihoods crushed or whatever that is that, that they do to people who yeah. speak openly. And um, you know, we're we're right where we want to be. We we are. We are above target in terms of the zeitgeist and the timing of this project. We're really happy and proud of that.
0: Yeah, you kind of touched on a difficult situation. You yeah. didn't mean to touch on it, but you, you sparked something in my brain. Those friends that were not suspicious and then became like, Wait, what's going on? And 100% of them have kids in school. Can, ah, you, can yeah. you talk about yeah. and maybe talk about how you cover it in the, the documentary? But I imagine the school situation. I mean, doing a public affairs show during covid talking to these charities that deal with kids and domestic violence victims i mean it was just the impact on children is it's horrible sure (laughs) and and uh i think every parent who has kids during that time saw the impact and how much does that inform people's reactions now
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, there was a lot of people who evolved with that, um, watching the detriment to children. Um, I mean, within the show, I have, I have, I have, I have a half dozen nephews all had various difficult experiences. So I I made this in part for them. There's, there's, there's a strong aspect of this for the scientifically minded, rational minded, and and for children, we have have a cartoon storyline as well, which is pretty great. You're gonna love it. But, um, um, we have um, I mean, we talked about the epiphany storyline of the woman changing her mind. We also have several human interest uh, storylines involving and one involving a, a couple uh, uh, um, who who lost their daughter to suicide. And we, they discuss how it, there was the aspect of how 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 the system would have serviced her needs if it had not been disrupted by lockdowns and how lockdowns really pushed this, the, the variables to, you know, her unfortunately going over the edge with that. And it's, it's just devastating. And, and we, we talk about that and we, 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 we track that as part of our human interest levels. There's, there's quite a few storylines in this. We have, you know, Clifton Duncan and Nick Hudson of Panda, who gives sort of our science side. We have Sydney Watson, the YouTuber, and she's the one who interviews, uh, the, the, the child psychologist. And then we have all these human, human interest storylines. Um, and it's just, it's just heartbreaking that so many children have been deeply affected by this um, in so many bad ways. And uh, um, it's, it's, we're going to be dealing with this for for decades to come. Um, This, you know, we, we as adults are like, Oh, Hey, our careers and our general understanding of the world took a hard turn, but imagine being raised in this. I mean, it just, it completely upended everything and they don't know what, and these kids don't know what to think. So that's part of the reason why we, we wanted to make something that was entertaining and appealing to, Young folks and kids and that kind of stuff, as well as the scientific scientifically inclined who are looking for what happened on the scientific front, let alone the cultural zeitgeist and communication. So it's it's a complex issue. And so we, we address that. And then Bhattacharya actually makes this great point. He's he, you know, it's a well-known fact that poverty kills and, you know, there was a the whole aspect of like you're, you're, you're choosing jobs over lives or killing people in the early days as essential versus non-essential. And the, people's ability to make earn, earn a living and put food on the table for their children and not fall into poverty is saving lives every day. And and 200 million children went into food insecurity during the lockdowns. I mean, you know, which means active malnutrition, active shutting down of their own immune system that, that was unnecessary. And I mean, those are the types of things. I mean, uh, on the worldwide sense of what the, what the denizens of this world did in the respective country is horrible. Us dissecting what happened in this country and people just wanting to kind of rah, rah. Oh, don't, you know, oh, let's just forget about it. No, no, no. That's, that's what I and my colleagues came together. We want to document that people had a difference of opinion, saw, saw the unintended consequences that were coming down the pipeline and wanted to have it in, in a platform that people can watch it. Find a shared vernacular and have a discussion about it, and that's that's what we're doing. Um, you know that that that's our that's our mo.
0: Yeah, I mean, you have to because we're, we're recording this on the day that the New Zealand Prime Minister, who basically turned her country into a prison camp for two years, right. is retiring, and the New York Times called her a liberal icon. I mean, Gret- Gretchen Whitmer won overwhelmingly with and is talked about as a presidential favorite. So people haven't remembered what happened, but uh, don't let me forget to ask you about Bhattacharya. Um, but you know, when it, with respect to kids, uh, how, how do we get them out of this? Like, is there parts of the documentary that kind of are solutions oriented? Like if you're, you, your family, your kids are still kind of struggling. Like, did you explore that topic at all?
1: Uh, we, we, we do. I, we, um. Yes. In a certain sense, it's it's a nuanced thing. It's like several storylines kind of come together to get to that. Um, um, maybe rephrase your question. I'm just kind of I want to go on. How do ahead.
0: we how do we rebuild a generation? <laughs> very well, difficult question. I get but, sure. You know. Well,
1: like, I mean, it, it is. I mean, storytelling is very, very important. I mean, if you want to build reality, you have to build story. And so we. This is. This is dedicated. There is a very strong sense of of character. Uh, we have sort of a Steamboat Willie type COVID character that comes into play. I'll say that I, I want to kind of leave it as a surprise for when you see it. But the, but it's there's a very wry sense of humor. Pa- humor is very powerful. Those who seek power, these power hungry, opportunistic, narcissistic. Um, predators who seem to have taken things over, shall we say, in a mobster sense. They hate humor. They can't. They're, they're t- completely insecure. And this stuff, strong humor resonates with children. They can tell, like, oh, that's huh. That's, that's hilarious. That's, that's irreverent. And they, they're drawn to that. And I and we try to be that there's a very irreverent. I mean, I fancy myself as a kind of a punk artist. So there's a punk aspect to it. I mean, it's, 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 it's family friendly punk, but it is irreverent. And I think I think we're going to capture a lot of imaginations and make fans out into Clifton, you know, all these wonderful characters, sort of uh, myth building and hero building, where the, they're like, Oh, these are, you know, I, I want to see Clifton Duncan. I mean, he's a Broadway actor who got hammered because he said no to the vaccines, even though he was a true believer from the beginning and then shifted. And like, I want to see him have his entirely the Vaklav Havel parallel system that we, we develop an audience for him. And he becomes fabulously successful as the actor that he very well deserves, despite the uh, the 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 current kowtowing to the lockdown uh propaganda that the new york art scene is still under the thumb of and i i think kids will see that and 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 want to aspire to that that's that's my quick Good. answer to that
0: so dr j Bhattachary and his partner please remind me of his partner's name at stanford oh at stanford well that, the, I, the the barrington declaration with him
1: well there was martin koldorf harvard uh one of the co signers and then uh, senator gupta from ox uh, uh, oxford that, that was okay. a, there was a, they were the three prime
0: movers of the
1: of the Great Barrington Declaration, so, which, is, which, which is features prominently. We tell that story in the course of the bio.
0: Yeah. Which has been relevant of recent... I mean, I, at the time, thought reading the... I, I really studied this intensely in the beginning and tried to understand the virus and what was happening and what we ought to do. And I felt that Bhattacharya had it right. And I think uh, if you look back, he, he nailed a lot of it. And... I was listening to one of my favorite podcasts, the Michael Lewis podcast. I don't know what it's called, but he's the guy that wrote Moneyball, and it's a fantastic storytelling podcast. But, you know, my surprise three or four months ago when Bhattacharya was featured as just the the main misinformationist uh, on the planet today, and it's come out that he was censored by all these major social media companies when he's really a very responsible scientist who really was just. Putting out information that was different than what Dr. Fauci and others felt was reality. Can you talk a little bit about what he went through and add to his story and background that I might have missed?
1: Oh well, I mean, yeah, I mean, good point. He is sort of the mild mannered, you know, everyday scientist who's now turned superhero, and in, in a lot of ways, I mean, with with Twitter and Elon, or supervillain. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I think I feel. I mean, I'm okay. <laughs> Per the perspective, I'm a big believer in James O'Terry. I mean, when I think of science, I've known a lot. i have been very fortunate to know a lot of scientists. I'm 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 science adjacent, and and because uh, and I and I respect those who clearly have that sort of they understand the space that they're working in, and there's a certain the scientific mind. The scientific approach to scientific method, and that it's a journey of truth, and and that you're always, you know, the second you put something out there, it being attacked, is it flourishing, different ideas coming together and doing battle, trying to figure out what seems to be the closest form of, of, of a scientific uh, truth that we can start moving towards and forming reality around is what science is. And the fact that there's always people like misinformation, disinformation, all these terms becoming commonplace and people throwing them around as if it's some sort of junior high gossip fight amongst the popular cliques. As, as, opposed, to throwing adults having,
0: as opposed to adults having rational conversations about yeah. really important things. And, and 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 these noble, I mean, and, and it was ev- and it was absolutely
1: apparent that that the policymakers, I mean, the idea of the noble lie, and they're like, well, there's aspects to say masking, there's aspects that. Aren't scientifically correct, but we are going to reverse our views on that and ignore the the prevailing science and say that they are good because we feel that by making that statement, we get people to comply more, and that's more important. And therefore, it's all about compliance and not actually science. And then anyone who went against that compliance was was being called a misinformation uh, monger or whatever. And you know, I I don't know. I'm not even that familiar with the fellow you're just talking about, but like, he's going to be proven wrong. The science, actual science, I think will survive this. And I think science, Inc. and this, this policy making, the, these policymakers who, who sold out a long time ago. I mean, there's this, there's still this belief that there, I mean, I think the idea of like peer review, it's an important concept, but in it, right now, I would say anything peer reviewed is suspect until they can prove that the system isn't corrupt. And I think the onus is on science to reclaim the space of journals, science review, you know, um, blind, um, Double-blind studies, all of the aspects of science that make science legitimate and removes human error is under is 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 suspicious because it's been so corrupt for so long. Who's to say where the corruption ends? Yeah. So I want science to be reclaimed as something that we can trust in, and it and and I think Bhattacharya is the type of person who's who's holding that torch as best he can, despite the slings and arrows being thrown at
0: him. What was the study early on that was disproven fairly <laughs> quickly, but was like the basis? It was like the King something. And there was a couple in the Lancet that were the Imperial College, the, the Imperial College study and Walmart. the the Lancet stuff. Like these were peer reviewed, and everybody ran with it because it fit their their bias. And then it came back. Yeah, well, out I mean, they they're, were they're, they're computer models. they're, they're right. computer models, which are only good as the data you put in.
1: And, and they, you know, you put, the, you put some data in and you have like a certain set time and it looks like, oh my God, these numbers are enormous and they're going to overwhelm everything. And, and you kind of look at it as a worst case scenario. But I mean, just the, the very concept, I mean, lockdowns came along, people's, it was presented as if it'll prevent you from getting exposed from the disease. That was never the intent of lockdowns. The intent was to delay it in a way that it could be more manageable within the system of our medical field. Everyone was going to get exposed eventually. Just the dates moved. And, and, and yet that little tidbit of information got lost entirely in the narrative, never did it be discussed. And it's like, no, you're not, this isn't zero exposure policy that we're talking about. This is just, you know, that it was sold initially as a method, you know, based off of what the Imperial knowledge co- um, computer models were suggesting worst case scenarios. And it, and it, 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 it didn't, they didn't discuss the fact that it was going to be, you're going to get exposed. It's going to happen. We just want to have targeted target, you know, Target the vulnerable and protect them. You know the the elderly and the those with comorbidities, and that's that. That's that was the science. That's what all the papers pointed to. Everything showed show that lockdowns. I mean, there's some little teeny bit of information that like a lockdown, which is poorly named, but the idea of of, of constricting a, a movement for a couple of weeks, two to three, may have some effect. But that's a very small specific thing that. Was already this cat was already out of the bag. There was it was it was past its prime. We weren't it wasn't going to be effective at all. There was no actual means. It's like one of those things, like in a vacuum, it's it may work, but there's no such there's no way to enforce such a thing. And it's just it was but all these nuanced parts of the conversation were pushed aside as misinformation and non science. And yet, these are the scientists who were saying that. And then, yeah. and then they were being you know, and then having the policymakers like take them out, take them down, they're fringe. I mean, that's not. That's not how a policy, a, a true scientist should have behaved, and I and I feel that they will be remembered for them them be, the, these policymakers will be remembered for being compromised.
0: Do you think uh, people in those deciding positions, or people who were at the head of the public um, health organizations, or I don't know Pfizer lying about the the. If you get the vaccine, then it'll stop the spread, which was just a total falsehood. That was a lie from the get go. I mean, I I
1: was I was keeping up on that stuff. I was reading what Pfizer is putting out. Pfizer made no claims officially in their literature. It just sort of like it's just kind of the the rally squad. Again, the junior high clicks gossiping would just sort of it it would it it get it would kind of get its own zeitgeist going to the point that the policymakers and the presidents were regurgitating this oh if you get it 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 will stop it and and i i knew from just if you just spent a day reading this stuff you could find that it didn't exist bill gates
0: bill gates said explicitly he's like that there's no vaccine that's going to stop it's just going to mitigate the I, i mean it was Yeah, it was strange, but you (laughs) you, would get kind of like you get kind of good cop bad cop. You have some people
1: kind of say that, but then they would sort of. uh, I mean, I I just remember having friends who, I mean, there was this sort of aspect of you know, do I just wanted to know that I could do everything? I did everything I could to try and stop the spread, and you know, and they got the jab, shall we say? And it was just sort of like you're just saying you're complying. You're just compliance. What have I? I mean. What have I and my colleagues done? We stopped, dropped everything. A, re- relocated ourselves and our and our businesses so we could continue to function. And then started an entire national wide network of dissident artists and filmmakers, started raising funds, raised half a million dollars across a thousand donors. I've been doing nothing but working on this thing for the last two years. I still live in 2020 to try and capture what happened and doing absolutely everything I could in my power and, 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 and along with the ca- collaboration of the Sound Mind Creative Group to try and capture this, I wanted to know. I did everything I could in when in the in the time allotted to show what happened, and not just not just go along to get along and comply with
0: government edict. All right, so uh, give <laughs> us do? give us details on how this is going to come out. You know, uh, you are you raising money? Sure. So let's start there. Where can people donate? Yeah, so we are, we are
1: we are we are. We are, we are driving towards finishing up. We are uh, seeking funds to, as part of that, in terms of finishing up the visual effects and the color and the editing and the promotion, uh, we are having our first big sneak peek preview on February 8th uh, for our support network and donor base. Uh, if you go to followthescienceseries.com, you can find out how to give a small donation and get credentials to join that. And we're really excited because it, it, it is a work print and there'll be an opportunity to give feedback. We want to see how well it resonates with our audience. And then, um, so we're really excited 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 to do that and raising funds for finishing. And then we're driving towards a worldwide premiere in Orlando, Florida, um, on the big screen. It is a 4K, you know, full-on production, high production value production. Um, and that's being hosted at Tom Woods, uh, out of Florida, uh, podcaster out of Florida is a big supporter of ours. He was our angel investor to get it all started. So he's hosting it along with Clifton Duncan and I'll be there and several members of the sound Mine creative group. And it's growing rapidly. We've got a lot of registrations. And then after that, we will be releasing on an online, uh, distribution, uh, mode. So it will be available, um, uh, for, for, for viewing and we're, we're we are shooting for a full on sort of like Hulu level, Netflix level release. We, we, you know, we do have a, an agent removing it, but we're building our own audience. We're in the middle of, of creating that. And, uh, and then we'll be raising funds eventually for the full series. So we're, our, uh, we have developed an entirely new production company have momentum have an amazing donor base and we welcome people to join us and we really hope this uh this show is entertaining interesting informs a lot and and and, and is a tool to help your community uh, find the ability to find you know, communicate again and have conversations about what
0: happened okay so do you have episode 1 done and then you're trying to get the other four done or do you have all five
1: done yeah yeah so episode so the pilot so what we just finished is the pilot so we've okay. been working on the pilot and, uh, so, so that, and that's the feeder into a larger, follow the signs like the cosmos. And then we have a whole, we have the force grip. So then we get into masks, origin, vaccines and then a grand conversation about what occurred and bringing everyone's uh, view into it. Our, our, we have all these different hosts and they actually start communicating with each other. So it's rather than just someone sort of talking at you, it's it's constant communication. And we basically, by episode five, is one grand conversation that we you, you want people to sit in on and be part of. And that we really feel that's how you, like we were we're hardwired to learn from sitting around the campfire and exchanging wisdom. And we wanna bring that sort of knowledge and emotion, bring it together, call it, you know, that's how wisdom is imparted. And that's what we're trying to recreate. With the, the overall series, which we'll be producing over the next couple of years, you know, kind of the ongoing uh, w- um, aspect. But this pilot sets it all up, sets up our characters. It's the or- it's the ordinary world. It's the origin of the of the hero's journey. And uh, we get into it and we uh, we get everyone established.
0: So you're going to take the pilot, pitch it to, you know, Hulu, Netflix, Amazon Prime, all those different places what are your expectations there? And should you not get picked up? How do you plan to make those other four episodes?
1: Sure. Yeah, we, we've, we've had a multi, you know, we know that there was certain aspects due to the topic. Maybe we can't break in there. Uh, we, we, we're making it for that level and we want, you know, ideally, and it's, and it's the speculative model. Like we're making it, we made, we raise the funds. We're making it. We're walking like, here it is. Like it's, as opposed to a pitch, you know, we're like, we're not trying to sell an idea. we're We're like, here's the product. It's solid. And, um, and so we'll see how that goes. Uh, we, um uh there's there's certain reasons to target certain streamers versus others, and so we have a strategy there. We actually have a, a great agent who's been now involved in a PR firm we We have a lot of really strong uh different vendors i guess would be the a term who are coming on board to push this thing and but there's a lot of different options in terms of mid level streamers exclusive deals with our other groups and um and i mean we there's even self distribution we've got a model we we sort of have them all laid out in front of us and we're just gonna sort of push for the highest and kind of if we start hitting the censorship wall, we just you know we want we'll, we'll, by hook or by crook, we're gonna put this as many fr- in 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 front of as many eyeballs as possible. and uh, so it's it's you know I'm can't
0: can't hold this back. I'll put it that, way. <laughs> yeah. so last time we talked, I mean, I think you had just started letting people say your name. I, th- I correct me if yeah, I'm yeah wrong. I just
1: I just got gone public, yeah uh,
0: now you're out and proud, but you know. Uh, have you found you know you just mentioned vendors and an agent and other folks like have you found over over the last like an industry willingness to kind of entertain where you know it wasn't that case last time we talked Huh. um or is it still we're just gonna put you in uh, we're just gonna put all this stuff in the closet we're not gonna touch.
1: Oh, I I think I think there's a lot of signs of the rats jumping ship in terms of the mainstream narrative and people looking for things that are like, oh, look, here maybe we should talk about this. I do feel that there's a, a, a ripe uh I I feel that there's a fracturing of the narrative and and seeking stuff like this because this is a very I mean, I you know, I'm speaking direct about it but i mean we have a very diverse cast of of, of ideas and or you know it's, it, we're, we try and make it as apolitical as possible and just a just a rational good old-fashioned discussion um maybe impart a little bit of a, a bs detector in our audience of like what what you know seems like a bs detector seems to be the biggest thing missing from the last 20 years and I'm, we need to get that memo going back around again but uh but i, I feel as if um you know there. I've been a bit of a radical filmmaker. I'm a radical self-expressionist and I, and, I, and I've taken on a lot of controversial issues. So like I my relationship with Hollywood has always been a little bit um on the edge already. I have a lot of contacts there, a lot of friends there, a lot of colleagues there and a lot of you know my career's been there. Um th- there's there are those who don't communicate with me anymore because it's like they're concerned about their own uh, their own career. Uh, there are those who seek me out because they're like, hey, thank God someone's making this. And we love that you're out front. And I, can I contribute? And these are, you know, these are very solid, you know, filmmakers who are who are contributing great, uh, great energy to it and great creativity to it. And, you know, and some of them are like, yeah, you don't have to pay me. Some of them are like, yeah, no, you don't have to give credit to me. Yeah, just don't let anyone know I did it, but I'm happy to help. And it's like and it gives you a sense of that, that that it's all just underneath the surface. I think there's a huge uh, free thinking um culture there that's always been there and it's just getting re um gal- re-energized and galvanized by this and i'm just happy to be i, I mean i'm just a steward and a vessel of of, of a point of a spear of, of, a, of a movement and like i'm a spontaneous creation along with a bunch of other groups that are also doing it and i, I love that kind of stuff like we're all coming up together and i think there's going to be a real Um, renaissance of a um, enlightenment of a type of an individual that can see through this type of stuff that they've been
0: pulling over our eyes for the last several decades. When we were kids think of Oliver Stone like and he was like a I remember being a little bushy back in my younger days and I was like Mm. I can't believe Oliver Stone all of all of liberal Hollywood loves this guy you know like that was the the punk spirit of of the counterculture and Hollywood was ground zero for that stuff And it's so odd to see the people who are fighting for free speech and the Neil Youngs and anti-war activists like kind of Mm -hmm. glom onto this and then and push people like you out. Yeah. um, We're free thinkers until you disagree with me.
1: Tim Robbins on the Russell Brand Show uh, podcast recently. I think that was in terms of changing your mind. I think watching Tim Robbins reason through that is a very good example of of, of the cultural po- pulse of those who actually do have critical thinking, have traditional liberal v- views that lean left, and they themselves are like, wait, this doesn't make any sense, and this is my side, and it's okay to question your own side. I mean, I, I was trained to always question your own side first and foremost, and more than anything, and then question everything else, and uh, the blind sort of compliance and never question and all that kind of stuff i just that's not that's not a that's not a thing in my reality and and the fact that they've tried to make that the norm is it it's it will fall it's going to be defeated and and i'm i'm just having a great time being an artist in the middle of all of it because i i, I saw it coming I was concerned it was coming. I did 10 years of work on looking at authoritarian, re- authoritarian regimes and how they take over and then watching this, th- watching the lockdown show up. And it was just such a bait and switch to redesign society and, uh, in a way that society did not ask for. And we are not, you know, our constitutional republic's not built that way. And we, we it, it'll, the lawsuits, the, the elections and, and the pipeline will, will prove. Who was right? Who was wrong? And 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 those responsible will be, I think, eventually
0: identified and uh, and you know,
1: at least at least shamed. I don't know. I, I'm I don't, not
0: holding my breath, but Jesus. I, I will say, you know, the thing that I got wrong through it is I have a very strong sense, uh, uh, like I have a, a strong belief that. Americans, A, are not going to give up too much freedom, but they will kind of go along for a period until whoever's trying to push them goes too far and then snap back and beat the hell out of them. I I thought that it would happen so much quicker and that they wouldn't be able to, like, I was like, there's no way after July 2020 that people are going to accept this any longer. I got that way wrong. Like people, it took people two years. Um Yeah. But yeah, I I totally agree. And even with that. then, it's
1: just of like a dull roar. we're aware that the yeah. grumblings are there, right? Right. But it's like But but the, the narrative still clinging on. You know, no matter how ridiculous the presentation. And you were not it,
0: going it, to get Hoosiers to go along with it. I mean, there's a reason Eric Holcomb ended it July 4th, 2020. You were not going. Mm-hmm. I mean, you had protests on the on the lawn like end of March. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I so it, but that wasn't the case in places like Philadelphia where. I mean, are lockdowns still going on? Are they still happening around the country in places like? I believe technically,
1: yeah. I, I, okay. But I mean, at this point, it's 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 like the bad B sci-fi dystopian you know films from the eighties, where it's sort of like, yes, here's all the, the 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 authorities took over, and here's the propaganda. We all know it's crap, and we all ignore it, but it's there always, and it's like, and it, we're experiencing that. I mean, it's just like, I mean, one thing I like to remind people is, you know, with with any authoritarian regime, and if we look at North Korea. As an example, you know, not even to get into the ideology, but in terms of an authoritarian regime wanting to exert control, its propaganda is designed to catch the individual the moment they think for themselves for the very very first time and have the brave and are brave enough to express it out loud. Because I, you know, think of all that. Like, remember, kids, if ever your parents um, uh, criticize the government, make sure you let. Our dear leader, no, because they know that that is the biggest threat to them, as I was mentioning earlier. And I and I think that it's just there's they they, the system has basically developed its own downfall. And the question is, we'll, we'll find out how nefarious how corrupt and how involved people are because it's the ones who will hold on to the very end to the narrative, even when it's beyond absurdity. And you'll know that that they have something deeper that they're hiding. And I think those types of things will start getting revealed. And I I do think the culture will swing back into some, some rational space. I do think there'll be some sort of truth and reconciliation. And like, yeah, there's, there's a lot of people who did a lot of bad things to you know my loved ones and, 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 uh, and myself and, um, and and my colleagues and that kind of stuff. Who who it's gonna you know forgiving them it's gonna be real difficult if ever. But we're gonna have to find a civil discourse that works. And I think those responsible will be identified in a way that, and and I and I, and I think will be um there'll be there'll be a reckoning that I think is fair to what occurred.
0: All right, so. Can I stream it somewhere? How do I do that after after the premiere? We're in the middle of
1: negotiations for the streaming.
0: Uh, It will be released shortly after the uh, um,
1: um, the worldwide premiere in uh, in Orlando. That we're we're negotiating. We haven't inked it yet, so I can't uh, announce it, and, and we don't have an exact date. But it'll be coming shortly. And it will be available, and we look forward to uh, your audience seeing it. And you know, we we advertise with you and got support from your audience before. So thank you, thank you to you and to your audience, and uh, look forward to getting this in front of you guys. I hope you guys enjoy it. It's it's a hell. It's a good show.
0: Tell us the website. Where can I follow? Sign up for email, that kind of stuff, so I can sure update. everything. If you go to follow the science, uh, sorry, follow the science series. Dot
1: .com that has links to everything that we've discussed. Um, we are on Twitter at soundmindcg and I have um, you learn more about my work at hawkjensen.com and I'm at hawkjensen on Twitter and have been uh, pushing this there. Um but uh, followscienceseries.com uh, join you know, come come join the action. We're having a great time with it. It's a lot of great dissidents and artists and filmmakers and critical thinkers and libertarians and and free thinkers just getting getting their um, getting their conversation on in, in, in a good way.
0: All right. Thanks so much, Hawk Jensen. I appreciate your time.
1: Chris Spangle. I appreciate your time. Thanks for everything you do.
0: Thanks for joining me here on the Chris Spangle show. If you got something out of this, please share it. That's the best way that you can support podcasters like myself, creators like Hawk. That is a great way to spread the message. So thank you so much for joining me here on the Chris Spangle show.